All right. Well, good morning. Someone yelled good morning. Can we all stand up wherever you're at? Appleton, Stevens Point, Green Bay. Good to have you. Uh, let's all say this. This is what we believe here at Celebration Church. Let's say this together. We believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who for us and for our salvation was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the fellowship of believers, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. I couldn't hear if I was on or if I was off. I'm recovering from like the worst cold on the planet, so my ears are plugged. So good morning. Uh, good to be with everyone here today. Uh, we are continuing in a series that we've simply called Legacy, and it's a season that we're in here at Celebration Church that we're in every winter that we call Legacy. And a good definition is this. Legacy is what people will remember when you're gone. And uh, when someday we're all going to pass on and people are going to remember some things about you. And uh, one of the great privileges and honors I have of being a pastor here at Celebration Church is walking through some of the most challenging times people face in their lives. And one of those are funerals and when someone passes away. And at every funeral service, you know, I'm kind of reminded that someday those are going to be the words that are said about me. And someday those are going to be the words that are said about you. And I wonder, what, what are people going to say someday about me? And what are people someday going to say about you? And from time to time, you get to participate in a service where somebody's lived just an extraordinary life. And even though we, they've lived an extraordinary life, like any single one of us, they've had, you know, they've had bumps and bruises and falls and all of those different things, but they've lived an extraordinary life. And you, just, you go through the obituary and you're just blown away at the life that they've lived. And it encourages me to say, man, I, I want to do something with my life. I want to leave a legacy because someday those words are going to be about me and we all are going to leave a legacy. You know, there's a great verse in Psalm chapter 112 and it says this. It says, good will come to him who is generous and lends freely, who conducts his affairs with justice. Surely he will never be shaken. A righteous man will be remembered forever. So good will come to him who's generous. So this is more than just being generous with your finances, but this is being generous with your life, sharing your life with others. You know, and we're tempted to be so inward and be inwardly focused with our lives, but the Bible says that if you want good to come to you, you need to be generous with your life. And it says also who conducts his affairs with justice. So the different ins and outs and components of our lives, that when we do those things in a good way, the Bible says that surely that's the person that will never be shaken. That even though there can be shaking going on all around us in our lives, that if we live our lives in this way, it won't be shaken. It says a righteous man will be remembered forever. And that's that idea 
of legacy that we can be remembered forever. So a few things I want to just bring to your attention during this season of legacy. The first one is that on December 9th, we're going to have our annual legacy offering. And this is kind of an over and above offering that we ask everybody to jump in on that we don't want to just spring on you, but we want you to be able to plan for it. Something that you can plan for to say, you know what, I want to do something special. And on that Sunday, we're going to come together as a church and do something great together. So that's the first thing I want to draw your attention to. And then that offering goes into really five different spaces of vision here at Celebration Church. Five different areas that really define the vision of who we are. So whether you've been coming to Celebration Church for a long time or you're new here today, this will give you some insight into the vision we have at Celebration Church. And the first area of vision that we have is what we call Celebration Church. And this is all about reducing the debt, keeping at pace with the debt that we have at all three of our facilities. Here in the great state of Wisconsin, we are in Green Bay, we're in Appleton, and we're in Stevens Point. We've got beautiful buildings in all three, and we've got a vision of one day being a debt-free organization where more and more dollars go directly into ministry and less to service the debt in our buildings. So it's all about that with Celebration Church. And then we've got the Gap Year program we started called Transition One. And Transition One is for graduating high school seniors that take a pause. They take one year just to take a break and to say, you know, I'm going to focus in on God. And they're here with us at the church for six months. And then we send them on a long missions trip where they get to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. So that's what Transition One is all about. And then we get into some exciting things like local missions. With local missions, uh, we are doing incredible things with organizations like Freedom House and uh, Rawhide Boys Ranch, the Warming Shelter, Transact Hope, uh, Mana for Life, and all these different opportunities that with this legacy offering, we've got vetted opportunities that would just accelerate what it is that we're doing. And as you give, we've got the opportunity to do more. So we've got our local missions areas where we get to partner with people right in our own backyards here in Green Bay and Appleton and Stevens Point to make a big difference. And then an exciting one is what we do with national missions. And this is through our partner with Jimmy Bratcher where we get to go into prisons and minister to people that otherwise feel very hopeless, especially this time of year. That they're without hope and we get to bring the message of hope through our local or national missions partner with Jimmy Bratcher. And then one that's really exciting that a lot of people are still learning a little bit about is what is called the Association of Related Churches. And this year, because of what we did with Legacy and next year, we hope to do even more. We're giving into the Association of Related Churches who this year to date has started over 70 churches here in the United States. And on launch Sunday alone had over 19,000 in attendance and over 700 dedications to Jesus Christ. That is something that each and every one of you are a part of. So thanks for giving into what we do with national missions and then international missions. And this is one I get really excited about because the dollars just get stretched so far. When you give into these areas like international missions, we're in countries like the Andaman Islands and we're in Myanmar and we build water wells. We're in India. Uh, through what we do with Going Global, we're in Israel and Cuba and Nepal and Africa and these different areas where we're making a huge difference around the world. 
So I would just ask that you, you, you think about it. The Bible's got this great verse in 2 Corinthians that says that each person should give what they've decided to give. So we don't like the idea of high pressure and spontaneous giving, but sit back and think about it and think what could you give during this offering coming up on December 9th because the reality is we are all better when we work together. All of that list of things, there is no way that we could accomplish all those things individually. But together, when we all pull together at Celebration Church, we can make a big difference in the world. So thanks for doing what you do here at Celebration Church. So a few things that I would ask of you during this season of legacy. The first one is I would ask that you pray. Pray that we would be able to make a great difference here at Celebration Church. Pray for those that are lost that are coming in here. You know, during the holiday season, this is when people are really open to Jesus. So you could even take this as an opportunity to get someone who doesn't go to Celebration Church and have them sitting next to you on a Sunday. Pray for those that are lost. There's this great verse in Matthew chapter 9. Jesus says to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And then he says, ask, or another version says, says, pray to the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send workers into his harvest field. So we've got to pray about these different things. In fact, those workers going into the harvest field, it's a huge reason why we've got the program of Transition One, that it's these young men and women that are being prepared to be workers to be sent out into his field. And then number two, I would ask that you give. None of this happens without giving. It says this in Proverbs. It says, don't withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor, don't, don't say, come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. No, if you've got the power to do something, do something today. So if you've got the ability, jump in and let's make a big difference today. And then lastly, I would say go. Go and experience what we do with missions. Get on a missions team. Uh, maybe get involved with local missions. If you can't go into a different country and take all that time off, there was people here over the past couple weeks, we had a project called Operation Christmas Child where we're putting together shoe boxes that are going into different areas of the world that are blessing kids in these different third world countries. And we're putting in information about the Bible. So it's an opportunity for you to go and to make a difference. Go and do something. We've got these cards that are at every single one of our exits at every single one of our campuses that say something extra to show you God loves you. I would ask that you pick one of these up on your way out today. Grab a handful of these and go love on people in our community. When you go, maybe you're picking up to-go food for your kids on the way home and you're in the drive-thru. You could pay for the car behind you and ask them to give this card to the person that you paid for their meal. Or maybe you're going out to eat and you could leave like a huge, huge tip, the kind of tip where they're like, I think you made a mistake. You say, no, this is for you and leave this with them to say God loves you and just love on people this time of year that you can love on your neighbors, make them cookies, do something to love on people in your area. But number three, I would ask that you go. In Romans, it says this, how can anyone preach unless they're sent? That's kind of the idea. We want you to come into Celebration Church and just kind of be built up during the week to be sent out as missionaries during the week so that you go into the workplace, you go into your homes, you go into your neighborhoods, you go into your family and your friends and have the opportunity to be sent so that people 
can know the good news. It says, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So we've got to be people that are in action. People that are in action. So as we kind of close up today, I've got a little bit of time left. I want to give us some encouragement on how we can be people that are leaving a legacy. How can we live this kind of a life where we're making a difference in the world and leaving a legacy? So four quick points on how we can do that. Number one, if we're gonna be people that leave a legacy, it takes faith. If we're gonna do this, it takes faith. And if we're gonna have faith, we've gotta be people that can see it. There's a Bible verse in Hebrews that says, faith is the substance of things that are hoped for things that we don't yet see. So if you're gonna have faith, you've gotta be able to see it. You've gotta see what it is that you don't like. Maybe there's some things in our world that you don't like. You know, I see Green Bay. I see Stevens Point. I see Appleton different than they are today. I see our nation different than it is today. I see our world different than it is today. And you've got to dream and you've got to get a vision and you've got to be able to see what it is that God sees. This goes all the way into your individual lives. Do you see what God sees? Because when you see it, your faith is built. This week, I kind of wrote down some different ways that I even see Celebration Church. I thought I'd read the list to you today. It says, I see a church that is so life-giving, so refreshing that the buildings struggle to contain their increase. I see a church where people have found a real relationship with God instead of religion, where living for God isn't done out of duty, but rather delight. I see a church where people are on a journey of following God by taking their next step celebrating the journey all along the way. I see a church where people are discovering that God wants to use them to make a difference in the world. I see a church where people are experiencing real joy, the kind of joy that only comes from God. I see a church that's filled with ordinary people living lives that are so transformed that our cities open their hearts to God. I see a church that's so known by their compassion that people from the most broken and challenging situations and circumstances find a place where hope is found and acceptance is given. I see a church that's so committed to the next generation of young men and women that will become the world changers of tomorrow. I see a church that's always looking for those that are far away from Jesus because he never stops looking for us. I see a church that's so kingdom-minded that no matter the cost, no matter the sacrifice, they are committed to see a move of God in our cities. I see a church that understands that this list is only possible when we come to God in faith, prayer, fasting, and it's all done by the power of the Holy Spirit. You've got to see what God sees so that your faith can be built says this in John, it says, I tell you, open your eyes and look to the fields. They are ripe and they're ready for harvest. We've got communities all around us in all of our areas and everything that we touch with local missions, national missions, international missions, what we do with Celebration Church, there are those that are lost and the harvest is ready. So we've got to have eyes that God has. 
says this in Ephesians. It says, God is building a home, and he's using us all, irrespective of how we got here. So maybe you're here today and you'd say, you know, Bob, you don't know my story. You don't know how it is that I got here, man. Maybe I can't be part of this home that God is building. The Bible says, man, irrespective of how it is that you wandered into Celebration Church today, he's building it in what he's building. And he used the apostles and the prophets for building the foundation. And he says, now he's using you fitting you in brick by brick and stone by stone. So ushers and greeters and those working with kids and insecurity and the different areas in the church. God is using every single one of us to build the home that God is using to make a difference in the world. With Christ Jesus being the cornerstone of it all that holds all of these parts together. And we see it, man. We see this taking place and taking shape day after day. A holy temple being built by God all of us being built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. If we're gonna do this, number one, it takes faith. Number two, it takes sacrifice to leave a legacy. And sacrifice isn't something we wanna do because we prefer convenience. We love convenience in our life, but if we're gonna build a great legacy, if we're gonna do this with our lives, it's going to take sacrifice, which means we've gotta choose it. We've got to choose to make a sacrifice. It says it this way in 1 Peter. It says, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house, a royal priesthood. So how, how are we going to be built in that way? It says, by offering spiritual sacrifices, that you're going to have to make a sacrifice that's acceptable and pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 10, it says this great story that, that is about this good Samaritan that 2,000 years later, we've got this great story of a guy called the good Samaritan whose life was interrupted by a man that was hurting, that we're going to have to make sacrifices just like this story. Let's take a look at it. It says, there once was a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. On the way, he was attacked by robbers. They took his clothes, beat him up, and he, they went off, leaving him half dead. Luckily, the Bible says kind of sarcastically, a priest was on his way. So, hey, that's good news. And it says this down the same road. But when he saw him, man, the priest angles and goes the other way and avoided the man. He goes to the other side and avoids him altogether. A second passes by. A Levite, another religious man, shows up. But he also avoided the injured man. And then the guy we remember that we call the Good Samaritan, it says the Samaritan traveling the road came on him. And when he saw the man's condition, his heart went out to him. He gave him first aid, disinfecting and bandaging his wounds. Then he lifted him onto his donkey, led him to an inn and made him comfortable. In the morning, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper saying, Take good care of him. If, any, if this costs anything more, man, just, just put it on my bill. I'll take care of everything when I return. There's a, a Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He preached a sermon based on the story of the Good Samaritan. He said that this story is really summed up with two different questions. That there's two questions that come up in this story. And, and the first two guys, they ask this question. It's the question we cannot ask. They asked this. They said, if I stop 
to help this man, what will happen to me? And if that's the way we live our lives, asking what's going to happen to me if I go and do these things, if I go help this person, then we're going to be people of inactivity and we're not going to do anything. We're not going to live life giving a sacrifice. We're not going to live life in this way. But the good Samaritan, the question he asked was different. He said, if I do not stop to help this man, what will happen to him? And that's the question we have to ask. If we're going to leave a legacy, if we're going to do that, we've got to be people that sacrifice. And it's a choice we have to make to say, if I don't stop to do something, what will happen in this situation? So we've got to be people that are active. And then number three, it's going to take generosity. It's going to take generosity. We've got to give into these spaces. So we've got to give it. The Bible says this in Psalm. It says, they share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. When we give, we've got the opportunity to leave a great legacy and to give into what God is doing in this world. And then lastly, number four, it's going to take urgency. This isn't something we can just wait for tomorrow. We can't wait for the next group to come along and do it. We've got to act today. We've got to do it right now. We've got to do it today. It says this in Ephesians. It says, we've got to be careful then. Careful how you live, not as unwise, but wise. Making the most of every opportunity. And there are opportunities all around us to go make a difference. There's opportunities right here at Celebration Church. It's why we put together this legacy offering because we've got so much vision that is here that this is an opportunity for us to accelerate. But there's opportunities in your individual lives all around you to make a great difference in your world where you can make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. So as we close, I would say this. This is the statement that I want you to walk out and remember, that today I will live my life as if this is the day that will be remembered. What are people going to remember you by? Just as I open and said, you know, sometimes I stand in front of people and we've got these, these funeral services and there's things that people are remembered by. What are the things that you're going to be remembered by? You know, we've got uh, these great opportunities that we have, like with what we do in Myanmar. The, there's estimates out there that say that there's 153 million orphans worldwide. We don't have the ability to touch all 153 million, but you know what we did this last year? We touched over 600 orphans' lives. Orphans that now have life. And, and they have it abundantly. They have a great life. We just got back from our missions trip with 29 people. And these kids, man, you'd be blown away at the difference that you're making here at Celebration Church. These kids that you would think have no, would have no hope are filled with hope because of the difference that you're making in their lives. And it's something that you guys are doing. It's a legacy that you're leaving. Those more than 700 people that gave their lives to Jesus on launch Sunday when those 70 plus churches were started this past year, those 70 
700 plus people, one day you will meet in eternity and they will say thank you for what you did. And you may never meet them on this side of eternity, but one day you will see them and have the opportunity to, sit, to, to meet them and they can say thank you for doing what you did. When we give into the Andaman Islands, when we give into these different areas right here in our backyard, you know, I was driving through our city just the other day, picking, I was heading over to my kid's school and a lot of the schools let out early and I was just driving around on my way to my kid's school and when I saw all of the hurting and all of the broken people right here in Green Bay, man, does your, does your heart break for them like God breaks for them? The Bible talks about the prodigal son and, and the story of the lost coin and, and these different, the story of the lost sheep, how God left the, the 99 found to go after the one that was lost. And there are lost people all around us. And this Christmas season, we've got the opportunity to go reach those that are lost. We've got the opportunity today to live our lives as if this is the day that will be remembered. So don't wait for tomorrow. Don't think about yesterday. You know, we've got a great ability in our brains to over-exaggerate yesterday. And we've got a great ability to underestimate what can be done today. So today, let's make a great difference in the world. And today, you know what? As all of our ushers, you can come forward and prepare for communion and musicians can come out and begin to play. Let me ask you this. Today, how did you walk into Celebration Church? Did you walk in here today? Have you surrendered your life to God? Maybe you have walked in today and you'd say, you know what, Bob? I've heard you talking, but I've not truly surrendered my life to Jesus. And the idea of surrendering your life to him is, you know what, we're kind of, we're on this journey of life and a lot of us, we're behind the driver's wheel. We've got the wheel, our foot is on the gas, we've got control of everything in our lives. And this moment of salvation is saying, God, I wanna give you control of my life. I wanna give you my life. God, all of this is yours. And we're getting ready to take communion at all of our campuses. And this moment of communion is about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who we remember during this Christmas season, broke into this world. The hope of the world. The light that came in. And the Bible says if you would put your faith, if you put your trust, if you put your hope in Jesus, that he could give you a brand new life. And if you're here today at every, any one of our campuses and you would say, I've not surrendered my life to him. I've not gotten out of the driver's seat and said, God, you take control. I want to live my life for you. He's the one that came and gave it all so that you could experience brand new life. So I just ask that everyone bow their head and close their eyes and we're going to pray a prayer together. For some of you, this might just be a first step on this journey of faith. Either way, could we all say this together? Say this, say, dear Jesus... I now surrender my life to you. God, I give you my sin. I give you all the bad parts of me. God, and I ask you to come and to fill my life. I ask you to make me new. I ask you to make me whole. God, I give you my life. Thank you for giving your life for me. In Jesus' name, amen.
At every single one of our campuses, we're going to prepare to take communion. And you don't need to be a member to take this with us. But do hold on to it. We're going to take communion together after everyone's been served. The outside ring is grape juice and the rest is wine.